Today on the podcast, we're talking about the beautiful, creative, sometimes overwhelming energy of Vata, why it shows up in the world, where it shows up, and of course, how to balance it. Welcome to Happy Healthy Human Radio. I'm your host, Samantha Attard, coming at you from the beautiful Washington, D.C. I'm an Ayurvedic coach, yoga instructor, and doula, sharing with you all the things I am learning about and teaching about in my everyday so that we can all find just a little more balance, bliss, and confidence. Thank you so, so much for being a part of this community. And if you do enjoy this podcast, please do rate, leave a review on iTunes, subscribe, and definitely share with a friend. I truly, truly appreciate it. I do have an event coming up next Wednesday, that's the 26th, uh, over at Apothecary, which is over in DuPont Circle. I'm leading a free workshop all about demystifying the menstrual cycle with Ayurveda. It's going to be so much fun, a really interesting deep dive into finding balance in our hormones and in our life. And if you're interested in attending, please head on over to drinkjuicery.com so that you can register on up. Uh, And also tickets are going fast, so please do sign up now. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into our podcast then straight away, all about Vata energy. So it is that time of year when Vata starts to go a little haywire, and so we're going to talk all about it, what it is, and how to balance it. So if you are less than familiar with Ayurveda, first off, head on over to my website, BeHappyHealthyHuman.com. There's a Discover Your Dosha Quiz section, and you can take a Dosha Quiz so that you understand these different energies that we are talking about. But ultimately, in short, there are different energies in our world, and Ayurveda, the system of science and medicine, Uh, classifies this energy into doshas. And this is vata dosha, pitta, and kapha. And these three doshas are different combinations of the elements. So it's just essentially different ways of describing the energy that we experience in our world. And vata energy is the combination of air and space elements. So air and space, sometimes it's uh, space is also called ether. So ether is kind of like the deep space <laughs> that we see and see in the world. And then air is more of that wind type energy. And I ultimately, I feel like I am a vata uh, balancing expert. It's really what I do with primarily most of my clients because vata energy uh, is very unstable. Air and wind would be very unstable. And it tends to go out of balance really easily. So a lot of people in our world are experiencing issues with vata imbalance. The other aspect of this is that um, our world is very vata imbalancing, which we'll talk about a little bit right um, as we go further in of why that is. And so even if you're not naturally an airy, spacey person, it's really easy to experience imbalances in an airy and spacey way just because the world around us is essentially promoting that. Um, And as we get into the fall season, vata energy is more intense. It starts to rise. Fall season is a time of more vata energy. And so more vata energy in the world around us equals more vata energy inside of us. And again, that can lead to some imbalance, which is not fun. Um, Vata imbalance, just so you're aware, so you kind of know some of the symptom signs. Uh, A lot of vata imbalance relates to um, dry skin, uh, cracky joints, arthritis, osteoporosis. Um, 
a lot of neurological issues, which we'll talk about a little more, but like Alzheimer's is actually related to vata imbalance, but even just spaciness, forgetfulness, inability to focus, uh, when you feel like you're not being productive, when you feel like you can't finish things, this is vata. Um, and the main one, and this is an easy one to uh, help diagnose vata in a lot of people, is a lot of uh, bloating, gas, constipation. This is also a huge sign of vata imbalance in the body. So here's just some, those are just some ways that you know vata is imbalanced is not in balance, I guess is the way I should say it. Um, but those are some ways to know, but we'll talk a little bit more about understanding vata in your world. So there's a lot of different ways that you can think and classify vata energy. If you're trying to look at someone you know or a specific thing and say, okay, is this vata? There's a couple of different ways that you can do it. There's a couple different ways you can tell if it's vata. So one way, like I've mentioned, is elemental. So does it involve air or wind or space? If so, that's vata. That's related to vata. So uh, in the fall, it gets cold. It gets really windy. That's the vata energy. A really windy day has a lot of vata energy in it. Uh, if you're thinking about chakras, chakras six and seven, sometimes five, but six and seven, um, the one at the third eye and right above the head, these are related to vata energy. Now, first off, they're way up high, but they're also very spiritually minded. You know, Ajna um, is this, the third eye, that's uh, the sixth chakra, and it relates to our almost like second sight and our intuition and our ability to see things. So this spiritual, um, mystical aspect is vata energy. Physically, when we think about where does Vata show up in our bodies, um, it's about transmission and movement. So this is how it relates to constipation, bloating, because it's about the movement of food through small intestine, large intestines. And then also, if you think about movement, the nervous system. And so the nerve impulses uh, tra traveling through our bodies, this is ruled by Vata, and this is how it relates to things like Alzheimer's or um, kind of missed connections, I guess is the way I could say it. Energetically, vata energy is light and cold and quick. It's moving, it's hard. And these are all things that can help you understand vata energy. So the, an example that I'd give is that uh, a cracker has more vata energy in it than super soft sourdough bread. Super soft sourdough bread would actually be pretty balancing for someone that is experiencing a lot of vata, whereas a cracker, this hard chip, might not feel as great. Already mentioned the weather, windy, cold days, that's vata. Time of day. So vata time of day is between 2 and 6 a.m. and 2 and 6 p.m. So 2 and 6 a.m., if you think about it, it's, it's before dawn. It's a quiet time. Um, it's a time where a lot of religious traditions, people get off, up to pray. You know, you're a little tired. You're a little spacey. Like that is, that is vata energy. And it also is, again, an easy easier time, an easier way to connect to divine, to connect to more global thought. In the early afternoon, uh, I don't know about you, but I, I think a lot of people get a little scatterbrained in the early afternoon. You're like three o'clock, four o'clock, maybe not the time to be like working really hard. And this again relates to this vata energy of it's not a time to push through, it's a time to sit back to think. Again, I mentioned a little earlier, mystical, mysterious, holistic, future dwelling. This relates to vata. A lot of the vata folks I know, myself included, 
really are good or enjoy thinking about the future and really can step five steps ahead and say, well, what does this mean for 20 years down the line? Or how do I want to be such that, want to be in that time? So there's a lot of, of dreaming of future. When you look at people's careers, which ones have most vata? Well, um, creative careers, that's ones we, we traditionally think about. So our artists, our painters, our uh, musicians. I think teaching yoga and creating sequences is a very um, vata type uh, career. Uh, inventors and even engineers. So you might be like, oh, all that science and math. But the person that's coming up with the idea, that is a lot of, that is a lot of vata. That's a lot of vata. Time of life, later in life. So the vata, they'd say, usually starts around age 60 and starts to go higher and higher as you get old. So first off, that explains why old people tend to get Alzheimer's, osteoporosis, uh, creaky bones. Uh, they get a little more frail. Uh, and also there is a, a mysticism. You know, a lot of old people, not everyone, but a lot of old people become a little um, good with themselves, good with the world. You know, they're just like, they kind of step away. They sell a bunch of possessions. They don't need to hold on to too much. They don't hang out with people they don't like. Like that's a, a powerful um, vata energy right there. Other times of vata is beginnings, really just beginnings and, and transitions, but creation, like the creative aspect, the new thing, that is vata energy. So the beginning of a project, the idea phase, before you get caught up in the weeds, um, multitasking, moving, these are all vata. This is why our world has so much vata in them, in it right now, uh, because we are constantly on our phones, on our computers. So there's so much stimulation. There's a lot coming at us. So all of this activity can really aggravate vata. So knowing all of these aspects of vata, what, what does that mean? What do we need to do to nurture the positives of vata and make sure that we're not out of balance on some of the negatives or getting, taking anything too far? Okay, here's where the hard part comes. We need to slow down. <laughs> we need to rest. Our world is moving very quickly and it's inviting us to always be in motion. Right? You don't leave your work at work. We keep working on our way homes. You know, I was just uh, going out to teach a yoga class. I take the metro to get there, the subway. And, you know, subway time, great. It's not a time to relax. No, no, no. Subway time is a perfect time for me to do emails. So actually, I was working at home, walked two blocks, worked all through the subway, walked a half a block, taught, walked a half a block, worked on the subway, walked two blocks. So like, there wasn't really a rest. I just kept on moving, kept on moving, kept on moving. There was kind of nothing... Uh, sacred, no time that I actually wasn't working. And, you know, I even was thinking about stuff. Maybe I was even writing out a text or an email uh, when I was walking. So, so it just is constant. It just is constant. And so slowing down breaks are really important. And maybe, again, your break doesn't have, I don't mean, you know, take three months off. What I'm saying is, is allowing yourself a minute between tasks saying, you know what, I'm going to stop for two minutes at the top of the hour before I get back to work again. I sometimes play with setting an alarm uh, for 16 minutes or so to kind of hop up out of my chair at work and, and just, uh, you know, do a couple 
lunges or stretch side to side or get a water um, just to break things up, to give my brain a chance to rest. Another thing that helps us uh, nurture the positive qualities of vata is to keep track and to systematize. And this is, of course, the pitta in me that's trying to get things done, but the vatas, you need a little bit of that. You need a little bit of the, the tracking, the systematizing, so that things don't get lost. Vatas can get really overwhelmed because they've said yes to so many projects, because they've started so many things, because they have so many ideas, and it can be really hard to get all that done, and it's really overwhelming when you can't figure out how to get stuff done. So keeping track. Rather than just uh, sitting there and thinking about a problem, why don't you write it down? Write down what's happening in the problem. Write down how you think you could solve it. Instead of saying, okay, I'm going to do this step and that step and this step and that step, you know, the, again, this power of being able to see the future. Well, write down those five steps so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time that you move forward. Rather, you can actually refer to your list and, and take the steps that you need forward each time. Grounding and anchoring is really important. Like the theme of all my conversations with my Vata clients is how can we anchor? And what that means is how to uh, create, yes, rest in your day, but also um, consistencies. So I think about these anchors, these consistencies that no matter what is happening in your day, especially if you live in a or have a creative career or a career where you have to move around a lot, like what, what can you always count on? What can always be true? So for me, a lot of my anchors revolve around meals, like a breakfast anchor. I eat basically the same thing around the same time. I sit, it's really important. Uh, maybe there's an afternoon anchor, do a little meditation. Uh, reading in bed, this thing I can count on before I go to bed. So finding the things that can be true basically day in and day out so that even if you do go off the rails, you're like, oh, nope, it's three o'clock, gotta stop, and, and you can reset. It's really, really powerful, a really wonderful thing um, to do. So grounding anchor is huge. In general, making regular what feels irregular. Uh, you know, whenever someone says, oh, I don't really know if this is vata because sometimes I'm really hot and then sometimes I'm really cold. And like, it seems I'm so hot and so cold. It's like, then it's vata because it's changing. Or uh, someone said to me, you know, I have really high highs and really low lows. Yep, vata. It's moving and changing. So how can you create regularity in your life? And this relates to the anchors, but can you find rhythms and patterns so that your body knows what to expect? Especially for Vata, they're very, um, very susceptible to stimulants, to movement, you know, caffeine, alcohol, drugs, prescription or otherwise, like all these things can really like affect a Vata very quickly. And similarly, uh, they can be disrupted really quickly. So if you go to bed at 8 p.m. one night, 10 p.m. the next, 1 a.m. the next, 10 a.m., 10 whatever, 10 p.m., I guess, you know, if you're always going to bed at different times, like your body won't know what to think. You need to get way more consistent so that your body can help you actually fall asleep when you get into bed. So a good example of like creating regular regularity. So here's the thing that happens a lot with my Vata clients. It's really interesting. Um, they'll basically say something like, 
I'm really angry at my body. I'm really angry that I can't do all the things I want to do or the things that it seems like other people can do. You know, I, I don't want to feel weak. I don't want to feel fragile. I hear you. I totally hear you. Because Vata is not, Vata energy is not incredibly strong. I mean, Vata energy is not as strong, stable as, for example, Kapha. You know, Kapha is, is the earth, is the water, and Vata doesn't have that same sort of, um, that same sort of stability. So it can get off balance pretty easily. You have to watch stuff a little more. You can't take as much of the variability. I hear you. And that can feel like it's really annoying. But I invite you to think of it another way. And instead, instead of saying, why can't I, why can't I, why can't I? Look at what you can do and look at how to support your body. Because ultimately, a vata can get just as much done as a kapha. A vata can be just as wonderful as a pitta. But it happens because you've put the systems in place to take care of it, to allow that energy to thrive. And really, I mean, there's so many beautiful strengths of the vata, all of that creativity, all that ability to create, to move, to uh, see the future. I mean, there's beautiful uh, qualities that vatas bring to the table. And it may be the case that you have to stop for lunch. <laughs> and you know what? Stopping for lunch isn't going to stop you from being successful. And that's, I think, the secret. Is it stopping for lunch, um, not eating the crappy cinnamon roll, uh, being gentle, not going to a super extreme workout class, you know, get waking up early, going to bed early. Like these are not uh, negatives. These, these aren't confirmation that you can't hack it. It's actually you setting up a really strong scaffolding and structure for yourself so that you can thrive and move forward. Right? Like, it's really awesome. You don't have to force yourself to move. You're going to do it. You're going to be um, active. You are going to, to, get, to, to create beautiful, amazing things. So, given that, like, take care of yourself. <laughs> it sounds so silly. It sounds like I'm just like, come on, can't you take care of yourself? No, I, I don't mean it to sound like that, but... But ultimately, it is an act of love. Maybe that's what to say. It is an act of love to take care of yourself. And the quicker you can accept the things that help you feel good, the easier it is to implement them and the faster you'll feel good. And then, ha, huh, golden. Then you are set. Then you are in beautiful shape. This is how we deal with Fata. We ground we take care, we create systems, and we accept our amazing strengths and know that in order to express our amazing strengths, we have to take care of ourselves. And I guess that's, that's really the piece of it, is that if we want our highs to be as high as possible, we need to protect against our lows. And that is okay, that is honorable. I would really love to hear what you all think about this episode and uh, if you have Vata energy in you, if this relates to you at all in, uh, and, and how you can approach the Vata energy you see in your life. If you are interested in talking more about it and how do you find this balance, that's what I do with my clients. Send me a note. I'm over at sam at be 
happy, healthy human. I have an Ayurvedic consultation where we go through all the things you're eating, how you're moving, what your energy levels are, what your stress levels are, and we apply the principles of Ayurveda as well as, of course, modern principles of psychology, behavior change, nutrition, uh, to help you feel really good, (laughs) ultimately, to help you be the best um, version of you, to express those strengths most highly because they are grounded. It's a really powerful thing, and I'd love to hear from you if you're interested in doing that work. Again, you can catch me at sam at behappyhealthyhuman.com. I'm sending you so much light and love. Good luck as we get into this Vata season, and that light in me is very humbly bowing to that same light in each one of you. Namaste.